Welcome to the Inner Dominatrix Podcast, the show that gets you stepping into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. As always, I have another exciting guest for you. I know, they're all exciting, but that's because I do some work to actually find you some really amazing people to bring to my show. And there are definitely some incredible people doing incredible things. And Tamarin is definitely one of those. So she is an inspirational storytelling business mentor who supports and guides entrepreneurs that are going through huge shifts in their business. She offers many personal stories about how she moved through her challenges and using spiritual and holistic practices so that others can stay in alignment. Welcome to the show, Tamarin. Thank you so much, Dana. It's an honor to be here with you today. Thanks. And you know what? I'm just going to own the fact that this is actually take two because somebody, (laughs) we're not going to say who, but somebody didn't actually hit the record button. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's because, like I said, this round is going to be better than the first. It's going to be even better. Yeah. We're going for it. I like owning my mistakes. And I know that that's, you know, one of the things you talk about. You, You actually tell your stories as far as, you know, from what didn't work for you, what you learned and things. So it's one of the things I like to do too. I like, so let's just own it. You know what? Yes, we're recording this, but sometimes life happens, right? Oh yeah. Nothing's perfect. There is no straight line in life. Definitely not. And, you know, so you, like I said, you actually talk about your stories, your failures and experiences, and you get pretty raw with people. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm very vulnerable and I love it because um, even when I share my stories, um, they're actually quite funny. And, um, you know, I get to you get to this point in life where you start to laugh at yourself and realize (laughs) shit, I got through that. So if I can get through that, I can get through the next thing that's going to come around the corner, too. And it's, um, you know, it's humbling to do that. But, uh, you know, and and I'm going to be honest, I'm 53. And, you know, as a woman, it has taken me like this long up until like, I'm going to say a year ago, to really um, own myself and to accept every little facet of myself and that and to realize that's what makes me unique, and to own it. Because when I was younger, um, you know, I worried too much about what people thought of me and, you know, what I look like and who I was and, you know, yeah. So it it really is fascinating that when you get to this menopause stage, you just go, I don't give a shit whether or not you like me or not, because when I get up every day, I freaking love myself. Nice. That, see, that's that inner dominatrix, right? You're like, just owning it. This is who I am. This is how I'm showing up. I'm, Brilliant. I'm beautiful exactly as I am right in this moment. Absolutely. You know, Um, so yeah, and it takes time. And I wish I had it when I was younger, but I didn't. And uh, I would like my kids to have it and, uh, you know, just to watch them grow and stuff. But everybody's on that journey. But it really does feel amazing to wake up in that space. Yeah. Oh, so empowering. Now you talk about being a storyteller and, you know, for me, like I, I really get the value of stories. I really love them, but it's something that culturally has kind of disappeared. Tell us a little bit about how, you know, how did you come to embracing this piece of you being a storyteller? Like how do you dive into that? 
That's actually a really great question, Dana. Um, I came by it naturally without even recognizing that it was a strength within me and I can use it as a marketing tool because I will give credit to my mother. And I realized that um, she's a natural storyteller. So for example, if you ask her a question, she responds with a story. And so I realized I picked up this gift from my mother. And um, being in the people industry my entire life, uh, I realized that people came to me with their challenges and whatever. And when they asked me something, I have never been one to really tell someone what to do, but I'll be like, you know, I hear a, like a story. It's kind of like a cartoon. I hear a story and I say to people, okay, that's your story. Here, and you know, I'll go into, well, this, that, that happened to me, but this was my story, but I don't go into the victim story too much. I go into the soul story. I go into, you know, what was it about me that I had to uncover and see the truth to, to change the story. And this is how I help people. So, and they like, whoa, so I'm getting to the root, right? Mm -hmm. And I go, when you see the root of the story, that's what you change. And it's emotional, and it's mental, it's spiritual, it's like, whoa. So that's where you get out of the victim part of the story. And you go, just see it like this, or understand this is what you're doing to create that. All you do is change that. And I realized I grew up with this. And, um, and so when I was working on my marketing, I, you know, through the years, I've worked with a lot of people, and they're trying to like, oh, you're this, you're that. And it was like, my gut was, no, 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 that's not me. Like, that's how who you think I should know. And so it's only been the past few years where I realized um, as an intuitive coach, it was my stories being vulnerable and sharing with people that was empowering people. And so I thought, I'm going to step into this. And so I don't have to really figure anything out. I do it intuitively, even as a coach or when I work with people. Um, I go, it's just like, hey, what's going on in your life? Mm -hmm. And I hear the story, but I hear, I hear what's really going on inside, you know, and it took me many years to tap into myself. And that's where many people need to go. That's when your life's going to change when you go there and you become really intimate and raw and real with yourself and say, this is, this is what I'm doing and not even knowing I was doing it. I love it. I love it. You know, you and I are so similar that way, the using the stories to, you know, to, to shift people and in following the intuition, right? Like when you're listening to somebody tell their story as an intuitive, you don't necessarily listen to their words. You are, I don't know about you, but I, I listen to the energy of what's going on and that tells a much deeper story. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when we're stuck in something, we're stuck in that story. And that's why we're stuck. So, you know, I'm a firm believer in, in the fact that as a coach, we need coaching, and we can be there for someone else. So for example, there are a lot of people that who are coaches, and they, they don't um, have coaches themselves. I don't work with those people <laughs> because to me, they're too shut down. Like I know it all. And I go, but I go, how can you know it all when we're constantly evolving and changing mm -hmm. and the next level of your life is going to be something new and you might need someone to guide you into that next level of life because nothing's a straight line. So yeah, so I love working with people and I love being coached as well. And you look at all the great leaders, all the great athletes, great speakers, like people like Tony Roth, they all have coaches. Absolutely. 
you know, so it's the constant evolving. And yeah, so I tend to attract a lot of people um, who work like that. And it's great because we empower each other because we're constantly helping each other. Yeah, it's so powerful. And it's that commitment to doing your own inner work. Because if you want to evolve, then you need somebody outside to, you know, to keep that pressure on and nudge you in the areas that you've been unwilling to look at. Because if you're willing to look at it, you would just shift it, right? But having somebody on the outside looking in and saying, um, let's have a look at this, this piece that you've been hiding from. Yeah. Let's change that. Yeah. And it's Absolutely. so dynamic. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's fun when, um, like initially when I, I had a coach, uh, to be honest, I mean, I was, you know, my, my self-esteem was like bashed. I didn't even have any self-esteem. Um, I actually would feel ashamed if somebody noticed something negative about me. Mm. Like I couldn't take it, you know? And now when someone notices something, I'm like, oh, oh wow, thanks so much. Like I'm so grateful. It's like that's what I needed. And that's a powerful place to be, you know, to honor and say, oh, wait a minute, there is something within me that needs to shift. That 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 embrace like that builds you up. Absolutely. And, you know, coming, I mean, for, for me and my spin is to really get people to step into this idea that there's nothing wrong with them. There's never been anything wrong with them. And so these things that you identify and say, oh, you know, I want to shift them. It's not out of a wrongness, but out of a, oh, you know, hey, I can tweak that and do even better. Absolutely. Because <clears throat> that's a lot of times what I share in my story is that, you know, I get to this place where when you shine the light on something, meaning you bring it up, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's lit. It, it doesn't exist anymore. But if you, if you never looked for it, you're not going to find it. And then you, there's no light on it. Um, and it's interesting because I used to be a private investigator and, you know, it's part of my skill of looking where, you know, I go, okay, this is, you know, this is what we need to shine the light on. Like you're right, because there was nothing wrong. Yeah. That's the light, right? Is there yeah. was nothing wrong. It's just who you are and it makes you different. So, you know, we come from a culture where, you know, all, you know, we want to look like the fashion models and we want to look like the celebrities and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And really, do we really want that? <laughs> I don't. No, neither do I. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is me. This is me. Yeah. And, um, you know, doing a lot of work, studying my archetypes and even understanding my sexual archetype and who I was, you know, um, and what made me feel sexy and powerful is very different from other women. And, you know, I give credit to another woman I met uh, many years ago when I was um, volunteering at T. Harbecker events in Toronto. And uh, you met like, oh, you met so many amazing um, healers and stuff. People were coming from all over the world to volunteer. Mm -hmm. And one day I met this woman and her and her husband were from um, Amsterdam and like really owned their sexual power. Like they were incredible and they really focused on teaching people what their sexual archetypes were so that they could understand themselves cool. and to really stay in their power. Yeah. I've tried finding her again. Um, I don't know where they are but haven't been able to reconnect, but she actually stayed at my house while we were volunteering. And um, I had just come out of uh, my marriage and it was a long, long divorce and really trying to find myself and, 
you know, to feel whole. Like at that point, I felt unlovable. I didn't even think anybody would even consider dating me. Like, I mean, I was on the ground. I was so low. And she just looked at me and said, do you know what an Artemis is? And I go, uh, no, what's that? And she goes, Artemis is an archetype. And she goes, I like to teach women what their uh, uh, main sexual energy is so that they embrace themselves. And I said, well, what is it? And she goes, well, an Artemis is a woman who feels sexy, empowered by getting her hands dirty. Like, you know, like I had these big, beautiful gardens and I love to be outside and I just loved cooking and just creating things and just, you know, doing stuff. And she said, um, if you were to go outside and, and to work in the garden all day and, and you know, you're all sweaty and, uh, you know, your hands are dirty from digging in the dirt. You don't wear gloves because you got to touch things. You got to feel things. She goes, how do you feel at the end of the day? I go, I feel amazing. She goes, that's your power. That's your sexual energy. And I said, you're kidding. And she wow. goes, yeah. And I'm like, wow. And then she goes, okay, well, if you were, if a guy said to you, hey, honey, put on something sexy and go lie down and wait for me. She goes, how would you feel? I'd go, I'd want to gag. I would want to gag. And she goes, cause it's not your archetype. And I said, wow. I said, Oh wow. So I can be me and feel sexy. She goes, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, thank you so much for staying at my house. Like I attracted that woman. And from that day, it was incredible because I was also um, boxing at that time. I took up boxing. I went back to the gym and um, <clears throat> uh, the guy said to me, the owner, I was training with him. And then at the end of the training, you, you could go spar. And he said to me, when I first walked in there, he said, you need to be in that ring. And I was always an athlete when I was younger. And, and you know, I had all this anger I had to let out. Mm -hmm. And um, I call it my therapy, you know, my, my marriage therapy. But, <laughs> um, you know, it was amazing. He said, you can hit the end. I was training with like professional boxers. And he goes, I want you to hit these guys as hard as you can because these guys need to get ready for the fight. And you are the one who can actually put them in the mindset where they need to, to, to be ready. And I'm like, what? And he goes, I don't know where it comes from, honey. He says, but you got more power than you know what to do with it. So he goes, you are going to train these guys. So it was such an amazing time for me because even then, when I was in the ring, it taught me to never give up. Like I may have lost a round, but when I said, okay, okay, I see what that guy just did and I'm going to use that so that I can get, cause it's a point system, right? Boxing mm -hmm. is really about points and what you got to do to I, protect yourself and to get the point. It's a, it's a, you know, it's twofold and it's very, very intense. And so you have to really step out of your body. You can't think when you, cause you're, cause you're, you're being hit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you literally got to go and just run with it. And so it would be like, I can win the next round. And that mentality empowered me so much to get through everything that I was going through. And that's the same philosophy that I use in business. I love it. That is such a great analogy for people because, you know, that's it. Like when you're in business, it is rounds. It's not, you know, one knockout punch. It's, you know, you go in and you're going to, you're going to win this one. You're going to lose that one. You're going to win, you know, you win some, you lose some. And what's the overall points that are, that are accumulated and you get back up and get in there again. Like, I love that. Yeah. And a good friend of mine says to me, Cameron, she goes, I have known you uh, like for years, like probably a good 20, 20 years. 
And she goes, you just keep going. And I said, yeah. And she goes, it's kind of like you've got this life university behind you that you've seen it and done it all. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And she goes like, you got guts, man. And I'm like, yeah. And that's where, you know, I realized it's the teachings, right? It's, Mm -hmm. this is what I went through. This is what I had to learn about me. Yeah, I went down, but when I realized what was putting me down there, I could change it and go, okay, I can get back up again. Right. And, Mm -hmm. And I can be stronger. And, you know, my kids, that's my thing, you know, never give up. You know, I got the little thing on my fridge, never give up. You know, my kids are like, mom, did you give up? And I'm like, no, I'm just changing. <laughs> you know, it's time for me to change. It's time for me to do something different because I need to constantly be changing myself. I, I, I'm just somebody that I never, you know, stick around and do the same thing. I just keep evolving. Yeah. Which is so different from the perspective of, you know, I failed and I'm quitting. And so I'm you know, starting over again. It's just like, oh, okay, I'm. I'm done with that piece and it's time for something different. Yeah. The much more empowering place to, to be from. And I think, you know, it leads in very well with, you know, one of the things that you put in your, your uh, show notes for me is that you are a hundred percent responsible. So this is your message to get out to the world is that you are a hundred percent responsible for the success of your business. And yeah. I want you to, dig in and, and give a deeper explanation of that because I, I love that statement. Well, thanks. And, you know, that's the rawness. That's the truth that, you know, um, where I realized that when I was going through ups and downs in my business, um, when things were going wrong, I couldn't blame anybody. I'm like, I got to figure out why this is happening. So again, for me, you know, I'm a visionary, I, you know, I'm um, highly intuitive. Uh, I'm kind of like a, you know, like an opportunist where I, I go, wait a minute, this needs to happen. You know, we need to do this. You know, I, I need to create this. And it was good for me to be able to have the ability and the skills and the talents to bring people in and to create different things. But there were times where the money wasn't there. And, uh, you know, the abundance, you know, everybody focuses on money and I'm trying Mm -hmm. to shift it, say the abundance wasn't always there. And so I had to recognize, you know, why is that not happening for me? And it was like a lot of work where I realized I was suffering from low self-worth. And a lot of this had come from my past. And I thought to myself, this needs to change first before I'm going to take on my next adventure, you know, because I realized it wasn't about what I was doing. It was about what I believed myself to be. And so it was only in the last couple of years where I was like, okay, I'm going to dig deeper and I'm going to find out why my business keeps going up and down because it was never like straight where it was always just steady, steady. It was like waves, like, like the ocean, like crashing, like highs mm. and lows and high, lots of money, no money, lots of money, no money. Lots yeah. of, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, and I was listening to a lot of other people who've gone through the same thing. And, you know, that's what they talked about. It's the inner work. And, and so I thought I'm going for it. And what I realized was that I was always behaving from a place of shame. Mm -hmm. And I was attracting people who were behaving from a place of shame. It doesn't, it's not about talent and skills. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can be multi-talented and not believe in yourself. Yeah. So it's that emotional game, you know, we got to enter. And so that's what I did. And once I recognized it, it was gone. 
It was like, I'm done with this. Like I'm done. And so I started using some holistic and um, spiritual practices to really deepen my sense of value and worth and to really accept myself. And so a lot of people are like, wow, like you're blossoming. And it's again, that ongoing, okay, what are you doing now? And I'm like, okay, I got to share this with people. So it's the tools and the techniques that, you know, I put myself into so that I can go out into the world. So these are what a lot of my, uh, my programs and my retreats are about is to, to guide people into getting themselves into this place where they can recognize that in themselves and then be ready to go out into the world because I'm attracting people that are gifted. They're, they're so talented. It's, that's not what they're struggling with. They're struggling yeah. with the self-worth. Yeah. It's easier because it's about shame. It's easier for me to share my stories and the underlying truth and people go, wow, that's me. Rather than someone coming up to me and saying, can you imagine someone saying, you need to work on your shame. <laughs> You're ashamed. You're not going to stick your hand up and say, yeah, that's me. No. Because I didn't. Because I was too ashamed, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's this, it's this sword that it's double-sided and it's like, how, you know, how can we help people? And people just say to me, like your stories, like that, they go, that's me. And I go, that, that empowers people. And it, it allows them to be themselves without feeling ashamed. And so I'm like, I got to keep sharing my stories. Just get out there and share my stories because I'm not ashamed anymore. So I can laugh. I can joke about it. And it, and it lifts people up when I can kind of laugh at myself and go, can you imagine that was me? Wow. That is, it's fantastic. And, and I just want to, you know, put in a little nugget because I know when I was heavily into the victim mode, uh, and people would say to me, you're 100% responsible for your success of your business. I, I was always triggered by that. I was like, fuck you. Right? I was yeah. like, fuck you. It was my reaction. And, and I'm like, it's not that. It's the economy. It's the, I've got terrible staff. I've got, you know, it's da, 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 da. Like I had all these reasons and I didn't want to see it. And And it was honestly that piece of that I was so attached to my victim status and I didn't want to give that up that I couldn't accept that I could possibly be responsible and the upside of that is that if you're responsible for it in that you're responsible for the fuck-ups you're also able to change it because these things that you've been saying are outside of you it's not that's not the cause so if you can change it then there's hope because it's you, you have total control over that. Absolutely. We're in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. And you're right, you know, um, it is hard to, you know, finally say, yeah, maybe it is me. Um, but, you know, the beauty of it is, when you look back on your life, you go, wow, that was an amazing ride. It's like going to Wonderland and saying, holy <laughs> shit, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had some ups and downs, but I had some fun in there too. Yeah. And you know, look where I am today. And, you know, I've got some good friends of mine that I have this one friend. She used to call me every Monday, every Monday. And she goes, I live through you. Like, I can't wait to hear what the heck you're going through this week. And it wasn't always good, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's that it's the risk, you know, you take the risk to do the work. And, you know, the reward is beyond what you can ever imagine. Oh, 
so true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is, it is work. Um, you know, we're not going to lie to people. It is effort. It's sometimes very painful, but it is so worth it when you push through and you have those breakthroughs and you, you release the baggage and the crap and the programs. It's so liberating and there's no shortcut. You, you've got to dig in. Yeah, absolutely. And I like how you said it's painful. Um, and I'll just quickly share this story of a, a minister who actually came into my business. Um, and he was talking about pain. And I, and I remember it because I'm like, that's brilliant. Um, where he said that, you know, what he teaches people to do is <clears throat> to let go of the addictions, you know, uh, let go of the, anything that numbs you. Because if mm. it's numbing you, if you're feeling pain and you're using anything such as food, sex, alcohol, whatever, to numb you, you will never feel that glory. You will never feel the light. So, you know, people stay living in this state of numbness and they're, you know, once they get through the pain, it, you know, the endorphins that come through, it's incredible. It's like, you know, you pass that threshold and it's like, wow. So, you know, he says, they got to feel it, you know, and we can be there to support people through that pain. Um, but when they get there, they own it. We didn't do anything. We just held <laughs> the space, right? It's like, been there, come on into the ring for, you know, a year or whatever. And I'm going to pound the crap out of you for a little while until you finally figure out, you know, you can hit me back and it's okay or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it, and I'll never forget that. It's like, yeah, we got to feel the pain. We do. It's, there's beauty in it. And, and I mean, this is, you know, of course, with my background with the, the kink world, using the pain to transform what's going on in the body, using it to move you to those high levels of spiritual practice and the, you know, the spiritual awakening. There really is an, an incredible beauty in surrendering into that pain, whether it's physical pain or emotional pain, spiritual pain, when you surrender into that, you allow it to transform. Absolutely. Because it's kind of like, I'll give an example, like even being in the, in the ring, like I was saying, three minutes is a long time when someone's mm. whipping punches at you and those yeah. punches aren't light. They're not like little fluffy things. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like they're like pounding you. And one of the trainers that was watching me from the sidelines, he's, one day he came up to me and he said, how do you do it? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I said to him, like, he goes, like, how, how do you know what to do? And I said, I don't. I said, but I stop thinking. When I get to that point where I panic, that's the surrender. I let go. I stop trying to figure it out. And it's in those moments of, you know, a state of emptiness in my mind that knowledge comes through. And I'll be like, I'll hear, like, hit him here, do this, you know, do that, move or whatever. I didn't learn that. It comes through. And that's also, um, you know, I believe where we get to in a state of meditation, you know, mm. and that's why I encourage people to learn meditation, even if it's just a 10 minute, a guided meditation. When you go into that nothing in your brain, you get the download. Absolutely. And yeah. And that's where our advice comes from. That's our, that's our higher self coming through going, just do this, you know, and do that. And it's, it's so vulnerable, but that's where the knowledge is. That's where we got to go. So challenges, you know, can put us into that state 
and it opens us. And so I didn't realize that I'd been doing that all my life, but that's how, that was my survival mechanism, you know? Um, and that's where we need to go, you know? So, yeah. So it, you know, you can look at it anywhere in life. There are just, you know, different ways of finding that, but it's a powerful, it's a powerful place, um, to go, you know, to find guidance for yourself Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be like anybody else. It's like, "Mm, what do I need? Yeah. Oh, this has been such a delight. And I know like he's, you and I are so in alignment with where we, what we think of like, I know we could just talk for hours, but let's, before we wrap up, I want you to give a shout out to um, what you've got coming up. What's, what's going on? How can people reach you? Oh, thank you, Dana. Um, currently right now, my intuition, when I go into that space of surrender, my intuition mm-hmm. is telling me, I don't need, uh, not that I don't need a website, not to build a website right now. Um, just because I kind of decided that how I want to empower people again is just going to be through mini retreats, like half day retreats, full day retreats in either Northern Ontario or Southern Ontario, or I can go to people. So, um, I'm hearing just to use my Facebook page and YouTube. So I've switched over my YouTube channel to be my face. So if people want to work with me, it's like, check me out, like look at the Mm -hmm. stories that I'm telling. Um, and you know, if it resonates with you, then I can support you. And I have different levels of supporting people. So I've got, um, an event that runs every 28 days and it's my signature event called, um, the elixir of life, a personal transformation program usually starts at the beginning of every month. And because it starts around the full moon. So we just launched, um, October on Wednesday. So it's going to run for 28 days. And that is my lowest level of entry where people can come in. And for 297, people can come in and you work with me for 28 days in a group environment. And basically, it's me sharing a story through video every day, a short story of my transformation. And I ask you questions. So you become your guide. I'm, or you go inward, but I'm just your guide. I'm going to ask you questions because I'm a certified coach. And you will find it in yourself and it's going to show up for you. And then what I do throughout the 28 days is I offer some of the tools and the techniques that I've used so that, you know, you're not blocking, you know, yourself. So these are holistic practices. They're easy to do, very simple. And, um, you know, I'm there to support people. And then if people want private consultations, I offer that as well as an upsell. Some people don't need it. Some people find it in that 28 days and they go, wow, wow, that, that, that's what I needed. And then I do the mini retreats. So the retreats are kind of like a, a very condensed, intimate and intense version of the 28 days, but I'm there with you holding your hand. Right. So some people are like, no, I need to figure this out now. I'm going to spend the day with you or I'm going to spend the half day um, putting the prices up on Facebook because I just have them on certain days when I'm available. Right. Um, because I'm right. preparing. Yeah, I'm preparing to write, uh, finish writing my book and to get down to Southern Ontario for November and to look for venues to actually speak a little bit, share some of my stories and to promote myself. So, you know, it, it's flexible and yet it's there um, for people. So it's Facebook under Tamron's Place, which is my business event page, and it's YouTube under Tamron TV. 
So definitely check out Tamarin and all of her links and whatnot, what she's got going on. Go to her YouTube channel, watch some of those amazing videos with her story. And Tamarin, I am so delighted to have had you on the show. Thank you again. Thanks again for inviting me, Dan. It was a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to The Inner Dominatrix, the show that lets you step into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to tell your friends about it. And if you're ready to own your inner dominatrix, then hop over to my website, innerdominatrix.com, and let's have a conversation to get you rocking your bold, sexy, fun-filled life.